0: Um, well, I mean, I think the most interesting thing is what we're doing at ramp ventures. So that's another one of my companies. We, uh, we buy and grow SaaS companies. Uh, we've got, uh, six under our belt right now. Uh, and so one is just kind of running multiple businesses within one business and hiring scaling up, you know, Uh, it's really interesting for me. I have a lot of fun because I get to solve problems. Um, you know, my role is really just like problem solver. Um, and then once we figure it out, we can kind of roll out a lot of the feedback or changes to the solutions to a lot of our other companies in the portfolio. Um,
1: all right, we are recording. Today I have on Sujan Patel. He is the GM and co-founder of Web Profits, where you can outsource your growth team. He's a startup marketer and growth professional, a columnist for Forbes and Inc. Magazine, as well as the author of 100 Days of Growth. So
0: Sujan, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Very, very excited to, to talk to you about all things uh, content and, and growth.
1: Yeah, definitely, excited to have you. I know you have a pretty extensive background in marketing, which is one of the reasons I'm excited to get you on here. Um, you know, Especially nowadays, a lot of people jump right into marketing. One of the things that really stood out to me uh, about you was that it seems like you made this uh, stand to go into marketing with your career and kind of just 100% went into that. And every It seems like your entire professional life has been marketing.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I started off as an entrepreneur and realized like, in order to actually grow, um, a business, you need to do some marketing, uh, mostly focused on digital, but kind of offline as well. So yeah, I mean, ultimately just, uh, trying to figure out ways to grow a business and I felt like all things kind of, uh, the bottleneck like, always lied into either sales or marketing and I'm not a big, uh, you know, I'm not a big outbound cold calling guy. So I was like, ah, oh, we need to do more marketing.
1: Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, I think a lot of people have that experience too. First time trying to start everything you see, that's a huge part of the equation. Uh, just getting customers. So I usually like to start with this question: What uh, what's the most interesting thing that you're working on right now, and why?
0: Um, well, I mean, I think the most interesting thing is what we're doing at Ramp Ventures. So that's another one of my companies. We uh, we buy and grow SaaS companies. Uh, we've got uh, six under our belt right now, uh, and so one is just kind of running multiple businesses within one business and hiring, scaling up. You know, uh, it's really interesting for me. I have a lot of fun because. I get to solve problems. Um, You know, my role is really just like problem solver. Um, And then once we figure it out, we can kind of roll out a lot of the feedback or changes to the solutions to a lot of our other companies in the portfolio. Um, And then we also, you know, when we figure out, I'm always testing out pretty crazy stuff uh, for the most part. And um, um, when we figure stuff out, we also can use it for the agency side as well. So lots of, I guess, lots of experiments, lots of uh, learning and and shared uh, e- implementation, I guess. So I got, I got yeah. a lot of fun that. So it sounds like Rad Ventures,
1: you guys are almost developing your own little bit of proprietary knowledge on how to grow these SaaS companies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's a lot, all the stuff is you're going to read on the blogs out there and, and content, yeah. you know, I, I speak about this stuff all the time, but I think, you know, hearing it, Versus doing it is a very different story and you always run into, you know, different challenges uh, when you do it. And by the way, it's, it's Ramp Ventures, <laughs> R-A-M-P. I suck at uh, pronouncing it for some reason. Uh, but yeah,
1: <laughs> I have it written on here. That's my bad. I should have just read the paper. Um, Ramp Ventures, got it. Uh, so, okay, I was going to ask you a little bit about that. How do you Ramp Ventures and Web Profits Work together or not? Is, is Ramp where you keep all the SaaS companies, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, so the two different two different organizations actually have two different partners on it. Um, yep, don't know each other surprisingly. Uh, that is interesting. Web, web Profits is really more um, uh, more of the agency side. Uh, we, you know, I think it wouldn't be fair. You know, I'd love to on the Ramp venture side to hire my own agency, but I would want a discount or you know something of that nature. Yeah, and I could probably take up pretty much like half the team's time with all the stuff that we want. Um, and and when it, it wouldn't be fair to go and take up half the team's time to do all that stuff. And, or like, you know, maybe the whole team's half their time, right? Like, so like there's, you know, ultimately it, it would be unfair for the agency. Um, so we kind of keep the resources and, and, and experience uh, well resources separated. A lot of what we do on the agency side is actually when marketers kind of graduate, Uh, they, they've been with us for a few years. We, we, I'm really big on kind of career paths for our team, all the people I manage and work with. Um, and so when folks are kind of like, Hey, I'm itching to do something different or whatever, you know, ramp ventures, they could be moved on to that. Actually we've moved two people on so far, um, on the team. And, uh, one of the things I've learned over the years is like, instead of like, instead of saying like, you know, I guess like not instead, but like focusing on development of a, of your, of your team and in an individual's career it, 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 pays off, you know, hundredfold. Uh, my first, my first employee, uh, Ross Hudgens at my first agency single grain, um, he is, he's referred us, you know, in, in, after he left, he's referred us more business, um, than we ever paid him right in salary. And, and, uh, nice, nice. and, and just, just the other day, one of my, another employee from my first agency, uh, he, you know, we're sharing, he's, he's working out of our office and Hey, you, he's working, he, he's, he's starting his own company. He's working at our office. And he's like, Oh, I thought, I think there's a client that would be perfect for you guys. And as a six figure, you know, six figure client. Oh, wow. um, so there's always, you know, this was, he worked for me like 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, so like nine years ago. Uh, but, but I mean, like, I think there's a lot of value and that's the selfish reasons to do it. I think there's a lot of value in just growing people's career. And, and if you think about it, if you, if they can exit on, on mutual terms, instead of somebody's like, I got another job, here's my two weeks, see you later. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot more to it than anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's altruistic reasons, but it sounds like just from an ROI perspective, you've got you know, quite a bit out of this relationship.
0: Yeah, uh, it's fun too, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun seeing people grow and, and, you know, do big things. So um, that that's, I think I get more, more joy and happiness from that um, than anything else. But you know, uh, I know a lot of people, marketers like or, or, or entrepreneurs like, What's the, where's the ROI in that? So I, that's why yeah. I started with the ROI.
1: Yeah, you got to get the, the pitch in to hook people. Uh, I love that. So man, this is super interesting. So Ramp Ventures then, are is that you're advising portfolio companies and allowing the marketers that were hired by the companies to take care of what you're advising them on? Or do you actually provide the in-house services there as well in a different yeah, way so- than you would at Web Profits?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a really different, uh, really different. Every company is a little different. So we have probably, yep. um, of, of the six we created two from the ground up, um, four of them, are, uh, and then another two or we not, are partners in and, 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 you know, really, uh, but non-operating partners. So we're not necessarily, um, uh, we're not doing the day to day. So those are more advisory roles and kind of helping with strategy and, um, and whatnot. So we're, like some days, where I might roll up my sleeve and help them and actually do things. Other days, I'm like, "What are you doing to grow? And how are you, you know, how are you, uh, how are you solving your your, your business's bottlenecks?" And, and we kind of talk through strategy, like an interim kind of CMO type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Other, you know, for my my own, you know, the companies we created and, and we operate for, which is most of our which is most of our companies, um, we actually have a team. I'm um, fairly hands on uh, until we get a strategy and build up the team and then kind of, uh, the team can kind of lead. Um, but it it is a very, I'm fairly hands on just by nature. And so it's, it's hard for me to kind of let go for the most part, but we've got good people who we hire to do it better than me. So there, they may be, you know, in their expertise or the tactics or strategies, a channel that they may deploy, um, they're kind of autonomous, but the overarching strategy is still kind of something I'm very heavily involved in.
1: Okay, wow, that's a really interesting business model. So then, this isn't like a traditional, you know, VC type of business model where you're providing them with funding. Or you're more just providing the companies with direction, specifically in marketing. Or how does that? Well, I guess actually, what
0: we actually own them. So okay. the, the big difference is that we're not we're not like a, we're not VC. We're probably closer to private equity where we actually own and and operate them. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, there's a team, so the, the you know, the, the growth of, of them really lies on the shoulders of uh, my, myself and uh, my partner, Bob Senoff.
1: Yes. Yeah, this sounds like something that took, you know, a lot of experience uh, to get involved in, but I also know that it's something that's really interesting to any marketers out there. Is there a, can you talk at all about how you guys got the capital to start that type of operation?
0: Uh, it's all our own capital, so um, founders. You know, we, started, yeah. we started small. Um, you know, our mm-hmm. first one. So we initially started Mailshake is one. Um, Narrow.io is another one. And and mm-hmm. over time, we realized, man, starting it's really fucking hard. Like it's just hard. There's just no way around it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just takes a long time to get product market fit, get off the ground. And what I realize is, I'm really good. I mean, I've known this forever, but like, in application. I'm much better at growing than I am starting um, and so we started well let's go acquire a company and so we started really small you know we, or we some of the first couple ones are tiny one ones like even pre-revenue uh, pick co is one that we bought that the founders kind of ran out of money they, they got angel funding or seed funding and they, they ran out oh, wow. um, so we That's picked right. it up like they shut down the whole service so we, I was like I love the tool I bought it so as a user, that's kind of how I found it. Reach out to the founders and uh, and whatnot. So so, anyways, my point is, um, a lot of this is our own money, and and we've been kind of growing and and, and moving moving more and more to larger and larger uh, larger and larger acquisitions. Um But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's all the all the money I make, I put it back in. <laughs> so some people are investing in cryptocurrencies. I'm just investing into our own companies.
1: I like your. I like your direction. I think I would I would choose that as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good tools out there that just can't make it on their own for whatever reason. That seems like a really really good idea. Um, huh? That's so interesting. Let's see, because I know I've been I've been really active in the uh, I'm pretty familiar with like Indiehackers.com community. And yeah, that's, you know yeah. guys guys on there run into this problem all the time. Like they don't have marketing experience, and if their product doesn't take off, you know, virality through the product's features sometimes they're like okay who am I gonna get to help me
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's unfortunate that you know I think a lot of businesses get stuck in the kind of uh they've got some revenue like a few maybe a hundred to a couple hundred thousand dollars or even like a million I found like there's a couple like, there's spots that that every business every SaaS or at least soft uh, at least startup gets stuck it's like early super early pre-market like pre-product market fit I don't ever touch those guys that's yep. like that's that's too difficult of a problem to solve and it's mm-hmm. almost easier just to start over, to be honest. Then there's like, they got revenue. They maybe got like 150 hundred grand, 50 grand, a few hundred grand. So like under 500 pretty much in, in annual revenue. And they run out of like, they, they had this like one tactic that worked really awesome and they're like, well, yeah. I did it. It's done. It's like, I don't know what else to do. And they tried and it just, nothing works. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think people get stuck at a million or so, like one to two, three million. Um, it's the same thing. It's like, I've, I've got this team, I've got this, you know, now instead of tactics that ran out, right it's like, uh, channels that they've been using or whatever they've been working is not working. You know, the, the whole, uh, the rule of like, what got you here is not going to get you there. Yes, Same same thing. And then I think, you know, where like probably private equity companies play is like, you know, five to 50 million. It's like, they got somewhere bigger team. Um, they raise money and now it's like, well, you know, uh, there can't figure out a way to grow it or like, you know, maybe it's been like 10 years and like the founder wants to, uh, wants to actually, you know, uh, make some money outside of a salary. I mean, uh, I read the book, uh, you know, from, uh, Van Fishkin, the lost mm-hmm. and founder. Know, and he was talking about his story to, for Moz to go from like zero to 50 million. And, you know, when he walked away from the company, you know, a while ago, this is all public information that he wrote in the book. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. uh, when he walked away, it was like, you know, he had a nice, 200k salary for a 10 year period, or maybe however long he worked there, yeah. but um, you know he didn't really get a lar- large sum of, of cash, and that's unfortunate because that happens to a lot of folks. So uh, wow. that's kind of where, where folks like us come in. Uh, and there's companies, you know, I think like the larger end is like private equity comp- firms, but like there's companies, there's a few people like that that do something similar to us. Um, where we come in, like hey, look, you're not growing this thing, and you're making this, you know, you're making almost a salary doing this might be time to walk away Uh, and we'll we'll take the baby and like what we do differently than like a private equity firm or like I would say our differentiator outside of we don't you know outside of paying boatloads of money you know that's kind of the opposite of our objective right we pay boatloads of money we kind of have to figure out a way to get it back but um, our differentiator is like you know we're operators we're going to grow expand um, and and really make this company look good right like yeah. we're going to keep the founders like vision, right? So like we bought this company last summer, voila, which is like an email finding lookup and email verification service.
1: Yeah, find an email. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we took that and we grew it 3X in, in the first like six, seven months. Um, oh, wow. we've, we've expanded to like two or three other product offerings and, you know, we're, we're building out a lot more functionality. Let's just put it this way. Uh, the, pro- the product was... You know, the two, the two French founders were awesome and yep. they built it to a like where it was, but like it needed so much more, like it needed a fresh start. And that's kind of a lot of what we have to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyways, I could talk all day long about this stuff. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like it. Um, and that's kind of interesting. You mentioned the VC, you know, it sounds like you guys feel this functionality they're not providing and at a price point that maybe they're not ready to go down to. Are you guys then on the other end trying to exit to some of these traditional uh, private equity firms or are you just trying to grow them and keep them under your uh, rent um, ventures set?
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think both are, are options, right? Um, mm. um, we're, we're, the, the goal here is to actually grow them, right? So what we do with them after we can grow them. Um, so let's be more specific. Five. Yeah. I want to grow them at least five X in, mm. in in annual revenue. Um, or MR, or whatever, you know, whatever is, is lower, uh, well, meaning whatever the lower starting point is. Um, and I want to just grow them. And what, what happens from there depends on really how long it takes to grow them and, and the trajectory and, and potential for that business. So, you know, one of the things uh, you you might see from, from our portfolio at the moment is we've got a lot of marketing tech companies, well, half of them are marketing tech. And the other half are like sales tech. And so, you know, we look at the customers we have companies for. Can we buy more adjacent companies? And, and you know, we're talking to, we're like in the final um, stages for one right now. It, it, it's it's very much in line with the Mailshake and Norbert audience. And so um, we can pretty much allow us to grow it using our own our own existing user base, customer base. I mean, but that alone isn't the reason. That's wild. You know, so we, but there's a lot of strategic. Uh, aspects to this that will change it right so you know we could yeah. have come in with Norbert saying oh you know what we're going to sell this in three years five years ten years whatever right we're going to 5x yeah. it we're just going to sell it but now we're like oh actually you know that could be the case and then we we see something change in the market or we see something we go buy another company that could work really well to it that completely changes the trajectory of what we do with that company and and uh, and, and the potential for it right so um, yeah I mean that that's pretty much it I mean I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store. Like I yeah. uh yeah. I'm like, oh that's a cool that's a cool <laughs> I want yeah. that. You know, yeah. like I want to build this. And so having, you know, multiple dev teams um that can work on things, um it allows us to, you know, really uh I, I get to put my product my product manager hat on mm-hmm. and, and learn and not learn but really exercise the skill set of of what it takes to actually build a product. Uh, but yep. have the comfort of a, a revenue generating business, which is, yeah. you know, kind of tough. And, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Like product is probably my my obsession. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, the process we use, but, uh, you know, I've got one of the things I, I learned early on in my career is, uh, I've always worked in an agency environment or a matrix organization where I'm a marketer for multiple products, uh, or multiple companies. Uh, and my team, would split kind of their time between a couple companies. Maybe they'll have a dedicated resource or whatever. So I uh, did that for like almost eight, nine years in you know, the agency world I can switch gears. So one of the things I learned that I'm really good at is I can take one hat off and put another one on and like switch gears really, really quickly. And I actually really like doing that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so like, as an example, I'll go into like Mailshake, like, Hey, we've got a, we've got a churn problem. Let's go dive in and figure this shit out. And then, uh, okay, I find all the problems. Here's some couple ideas of what we can do to fix it. Um, you know, I vet the idea. We, now we need to go do it. We go do it. And, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to solve churn, implementation takes time to gather data. So it might be like a month before uh, I need to really change something up. And so I'll come back later and say, oh, how'd this go? what's happening, let's go tweak it and whatnot. So in that meantime, I'll go in another company and go figure out some other problem.
1: That's interesting. So you can find like, for instance, uh, where customers are dropping out in some sort of part of the functionality of a product or something, and then come back after working on that other company, make changes with the product team. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Um, and, and so that that's kind of the way to look at it from a bottleneck perspective, but there's also mm-hmm. a positive way of, uh, not positive, uh, there's also proactive things you can do, right? So like, mm-hmm. hey, one company, looks like there's churn and there's all you know, let's just say there's a churn issue or an activation issue. Um, the other companies may have it. We just don't know it. We can proactively solve those problems, right? Yeah. Or if we find some like awesome top of the funnel thing that worked, we can then figure out how to do it for other companies. Like one of the mm-hmm. things that's not at all scalable um, that we do is, you know, we're just, I try to be really freaking engaged with our customers and, and talk mm-hmm. to them. Um, I spend, I, I probably talk to five to 10 customers a day, uh, via email, some on live chat sometimes, uh, on some, some customer support tickets that get kind of like I'm involved in, um, helping customers with, uh, like not with our product, like being successful what they're with trying, what they're trying to do. So, uh, that gives me a really big pulse on, um, what's happening and who we are targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that knowledge, I can I share this. Like, you know, some people are like, I wouldn't share that information. You're still working on it. I'm like, actually, yeah. it is easy to say impossible to do unless you put time and, 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 and energy into this. And that's actually why I was like, hey, I have a 30-minute 30 30 minute time frame because I've got to go run to talk to these three customers and solve their problems. And that, to be honest, is probably my biggest priority and the most impactful thing I can do because yeah. that is responsible for changing our trajectory of our business
1: yeah that makes sense and it sounds like you're developing a huge huge just sort of knowledge in these marketing tech and sales tech companies so that's I'm sure it all plays together nicely um I saw I saw way back in your start you went to UCI it looked like I don't know if this is correct on your LinkedIn but it was a year did you drop out I mean that's a hard school to get into so I'm wondering was this where you started your marketing career or what happened then?
0: um yeah I actually only lasted like a summer <laughs> like a semester actually <laughs> wasn't even a year okay no no i think like linkedin you yeah. can only, like you put a year date so it just looks like a year it's like a year yeah. um and so yeah i mean like uh yeah i dropped out of school uh, really early on um in in life and i was always doing something on the side um mm-hmm. so marketing wasn't necessarily the thing uh, i was attracted to it was just something i fell into so i started off as an seo and then yeah. i kind of moved um Moved around, um, and it, well, not moved around. I, you know, with SEO evolving from two thousand two to what it is now, like when I started, white text on a white background it worked. Um, that that would put <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of keywords on white text. White yes, you're good to go, right? Like the good old days. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore, right? Like that's like long gone. Um, hmm. It's much harder. So I became more of a T-shaped marketer, and although my kind of like I would say my Depth is in SEO and content and link building and in all those things. Uh, my my like my I guess like my my the T part of it is in conversion and advertising. I've done like I've done so much. I spent so much money on radio and offline advertising. Again, just like went from like let's go try to figure out SEO to be what can we do to figure out a way to grow while <laughs> we're working on SEO. And 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 so that was kind of the evolution of of, of my skill set. But yeah, it started with uh, it started with uh, my back against the wall. I knew when I got into UCI, I was like, I'm not finishing this place. Uh, I was just like, I was like, this that's is too hard. Yeah, it's too hard. Well, too, too hard. Too hard. What do you mean? That's that's
1: what do you mean? Too hard.
0: Uh, it's, I can't sit through a class, dude. I can't sit there and watch <laughs> someone talk about something yeah. on a topic that is not something I can take action on. Like, I, I yes. can't read a book and be like, well, now I know about freaking history. Well. You know, like, I think there's a lot of lessons to learn from that. I would do that in my spare time as a, as a hobby, but that's not something I would, uh, I I couldn't take like a test and figure it out. Like, like, uh, calculus, like who the F uses calculus? (laughs) Unless you're a scientist, you you don't even use it. Like my wife's like in biotech. She doesn't use any of that stuff. Right. So like I I have a problem with learning things I'm not going to use. And so it's actually the inversion. I really enjoy Learning things and then doing it and so yeah, um, so yeah. that's kind of how I work You uh, look I'm I, you know Looking back at it. It was a great decision, but I was scared shitless, you know when I first started. So yeah. It, yeah. it just kind of ended up working out
1: Yeah, that's because yeah, it's a good school. I mean you'll get you'll definitely get a job out of there Um, I agree with the learning thing I think one thing I noticed especially when you say like learning in school is that you know If you're reading or getting something recited to you the the rate of learning When it's, you know, the English language or whatever language you speak is so slow compared to when you're doing something, you know, taking in a million things at once. Even if you're just trying to figure something out on a computer, it's so much faster than the English language or, you know, whatever language.
0: I think it's because Um, you can interact with it. You can go back and forth. So, like, you're going on Wikipedia and you're like, oh, I want to click onto something. You can actually do that, right? Like Mm -hmm. someone's, a teacher's giving you a lecture on something um, and you're like, I'm interested in that. And then they move on to the next thing. Like you want to still learn about that thing, or you know, or maybe the vice versa. Like you're not interested in that, and you've they've lost you. And then at some point, when there's something interesting comes along, you're not even there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I could, you know, um, I'm sure folks at Harvard or Ivy League colleges will disagree. <laughs> they
1: probably figure something out, yeah. Uh, yeah. That I'm not, I'm not aware of. Uh, so we have like four minutes. I know you got to get to these customer meetings. Um, if somebody's looking at you and, you know, they want to, maybe they've done, dabbled in marketing, but they want to really develop themselves, become that T-shaped marketer, maybe set themselves up to do an agency, help startups, do something cool like that. Uh, what would you suggest they do? What skills are marketers overlooking? How do they get on that career path?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a really great video I'll send you after this. You can put it in the show notes or whatnot. But Definitely. ultimately, if you want to build a career in marketing, um, it, it comes down to, like, connecting with the right folks um, mm-hmm. and, and building a network. Um, it doesn't matter who it is, right? Joining communities, like there's like the BAMF group, Badass Marketers and Founders group on Facebook. Um, there's there's just a ton of like communities you can be a part of, growth hackers. Um, you know, I think you could take, like if you want to be like a T-shaped marketer, go to HubSpot Academy and take all their courses. It's free.
1: So oh, that's like, a good recommendation. Anything, nice. Right?
0: Like I yep. was a teacher on there. I was a like a, a teacher on the concept or the growth one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, like there's just like, really, really, they have really, really curated courses. Um, you get certified in all this stuff, right? So like now you have knowledge and you have like uh, the paper that helps you get a job, which is a, you know, essentially a marketer's version of a degree Yeah, relevant and, um, go offer your work for free. So like, I think there's hmm. community and and that community helps you learn and be exposed to things you would never know to look for. There's the knowledge, which is lots of stuff is free go on Udemy go like client boost has one a course on PPC conversion Excel or CXL has a ton of stuff it's it sounds expensive like it might be a five hundred thousand two thousand dollars but like yeah you need to take two or three of those a year and so I actually devote like five to ten k a a year in it sounds like a lot a year in personal development mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm always learning reviewing stuff but anyways So, there's the knowledge and then there's the experience. And those are the three key pieces uh, of being a successful marketer. Uh, And just keep repeating that, right? Um, And at some point, as you network and and you build, um, actually, there's one more part, which is the fourth part, which no one ever does, or like very rarely do people do. So, you learn some stuff, you meet the right people, you figure out uh, how to do it, you actually do it, then share that information. One of the things we've done uh, for all of our team is we do a daisy chain training exercise. So like you learn something, you're responsible for teaching it to the next person who's going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it forces them to be really good and master whatever the heck it is that they're talking, like whatever the heck it is that they do.
1: Um, And and
0: only when you do that, when you actually teach it to somebody, do you know it well enough to actually share it? Because you'll find holes in the process that you're using. And we always find people do it better after they teach it. So that's, I think, the ultimate form of mastery. So it's, it's really those four steps and you're really just repeating those things over and over again.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. That uh, The rate of learning too, two, three big courses a year. I love that. That's, marketing evolves so fast, man. That's like yeah. so true. I think uh, anyway. is a
0: really big thing too. You know? Yeah, you have to like, I always talk to people like, I've been doing this for six months or one year. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't know shit in one year. You need 10,000 hours, right? So like, that's five years. Yeah. So I think like, everyone should focus on like, how do I get my 10,000 hours on the thing I'm most passionate about regarding marketing? And, um, and then, you know, also make sure you learn the things around it. So become a T-shaped marketer. And then boom, um, when you have five, when you have the 10,000 hours, you're going to be pretty much unstoppable. Um, And people keep being like, I want to get, I want to get a raise. I want to go to the next position in that five year period. And I did that too. Um, And I had my, I had a friend of mine, good friend of mine who like, didn't do that. The exact exact opposite approach. And when we looked at a five year trajectory, you know, now we've known each other for like twelve years, we're pretty much at the ten year mark or the five year mark. I was ahead of him at the ten year mark. He was ahead of me in terms of his career trajectory. Uh, he was a CMO of a large bank. Um, I was head of marketing of a SaaS startup. Right. Like salaries was a double, and that the twelve year you know now mark were kind of at the same level, um, but like. Leapfrog is way better than making small steps uh having done those small steps i'll tell you that
1: <laughs> nice that's good advice too for the career uh well i could talk to you all day i i want to let you go for the meeting i really appreciate you uh coming on so john thank you for giving everybody your advice um i'm going to cut the recording that we can uh chat after but thank you for uh, for coming on
0: yeah thanks for having me, man and if, if anyone wants to uh, reach out I'm most active probably on Twitter or LinkedIn. It's just find me, Sujan Patel, both, both places.